This is the Talk of Fame Network, featuring Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges from the Boston Herald, Rick Gosselin of the Dallas Morning News, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. And now, let the debates begin. Who is a Hall of Famer? Will they be enshrined in Canton? Do they have the numbers to get in? Let the experts who make the decision tell you who will be signing their name with HOF next to it. And now, it's the Talk of Fame Network. Well, we must be coming to the end of the season because there's snow in the Northeast. The Bengals are at home, and I don't mean Paul Brown Stadium. And Andy Reid's critics, yep, they're whining again about his five-minute offense. Five-minute oh. offense is is, uh, is probably being kind. You know, there's been over 2,000 drives like that since 1998 with a span of 17 points or less between the two teams. This one was by far the longest. Ridiculous. Well, it was ridiculous, and I'm not sure what they were doing, but – uh, guys, I, I was on the radio in Kansas City this week, and I had a guy tell me um, they should take the play calling away from Andy because he can't manage the clock. And I said, what? He said, take the play calling away. Look, I, I don't care. You have Andy buy a watch or hire someone whose only job is to track timeouts. But, I mean, take away the play calling, Goose? The Chiefs won 11 straight games for crying out loud without their best player. Yeah, the Chiefs have been built to win by running the ball and playing defense. Get ahead and milk the clock. So coming from behind is not their game, and it's certainly not Andy's game. You know, they lack the quarterback to score quickly and the mindset to call plays quickly. Yeah, anyway, to me, the bottom line, Goose, is settle down in Kansas City, people. Coach is fine. Your quarterback's fine. It's a great year. It's a marvelous year. And speaking of marvelous, guys, we've got a marvelous show coming at Marvelous! Marvelous! With Hall of Fame finalist Kevin Green, Hall of Fame voters John Zarneski and Gary Myers to talk the Rams in L.A. and Brady Manning, 17. We're also going to talk about the Hall of Fame case for finalist Kurt Warner, legacy of the late Ted Marchabroda, the best and brightest conference championship games, and what happened with this year's special teams. But first, I just mentioned that Brady Manning face-off, Brady Manning 17. And guys, I don't know it gets better than this, unless, of course, Goose, there's a Brady Manning 18 lurking out there, which I really don't think there is. Yeah, Clark, I think the theater surrounding the game will likely be better than the game itself. This is not the Peyton Manning of 2004 or the Tom Brady of 2007. This is not Colts-Patriots of the previous decade when both quarterbacks brought their A-game. Manning no longer has an A-game, and Brady has dialed his back to a quick pass, get the ball in the hands of Gronkowski and Edelman, and let them do the work offense. Now, his well, his game is now more horizontal than vertical. We all hope there's one final shootout between these two, right. but defense may have more of a say in the game's outcome than the quarterback's. Yeah, and I agree with you. But, Goose, do you remember when we had Tony Dungy on here a couple weeks ago? And I think it, I think it was you asked the question uh, about what he sees in these two guys today as opposed to when he coached six, seven, eight years ago. And this was his response. You know, they're, they're not the same, but in some ways they're, they're a little bit better. Both of those guys had phenomenal touch, phenomenal accuracy. They were just so on top of the game, and they're very competitive I don't think either guy throws the same way they did 10 years ago. They don't move the same way they did, but they know the game so well. They're so confident, and they get that across to people. Uh, What Tom Brady's done this year with that revolving cast of receivers and that offensive line, it's miraculous that they've won 12 games. And then you saw Peyton Manning come in last week, hadn't played in six weeks. Uh, The energy that he brought to that stadium, that he brought to the team, the very first drive, the blitz that, 
that Brock Osweiler got hit in the back with. He recognized the audibles to a run away from the blitz for a 20-yard gain. Those are the things that those guys do. They have such command of the game now. They can still be effective even if their skills have diminished from when they were at the top of their game. Well, you know, guys, this is like uh, a lot of times you see this in the in the fight game where you see uh, two guys, uh, talented, talented fighters, but they're in the last stages of their career. Their skills have diminished some. Sometimes the fight is actually better because they can't protect themselves, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, as well as, you, as you'd like. You know, and so you end up with these guys bombing each other like in Ali Frazier 3. So, uh, you know, that's always sort of uh, the possibility. But when I look at the game, you know, uh, I think what matters is is that Peyton Manning's shoulders working like the Tin Man when he was at the, you know, in the land of Oz and he couldn't find the oil can. I mean, he's he's, he's oil can Boyd. He's oil can Boyd. <laughs> hey, Ron, since you mentioned that, um, I want to ask you. I mean, is there anything comparable out there to these two? I mean, in in, in basketball, maybe it was. Bird and Magic, or maybe it was Russell and Wilt, if you go back to the 60s. Right. In baseball, I think of Koufax Marischal, again, back in the 60s. Boxing, Ron, you probably have something in boxing, right? Oh, sure. I know there's been a number of, you know, like, uh, Tyson Holyfield and a number of others, but the one that really comes to mind, because this Manning-Brady thing's been going on so long, is Sugar Ray Robinson and, and Jay Clamata. You know, Ray Robinson won five of those six uh, meetings, but they were all close and compelling fights. And uh, in the last one, uh, which could be the case with Peyton this time. Uh, Jake took a terrible beating, but it, uh, but he went the distance. And when the fight ended, he was covered in uh, – well, actually, it was stopped the 13th round uh, by the referee, but he he, he couldn't stop uh, Lamont on his own. And when it was over, a bloody guy, referee holding him up, is yelling at Ray Robinson, you didn't knock me down, Ray! You didn't knock me down, Ray! Uh, and I think Peyton may be in the same situation on Sunday late in the day. You're looking at Brady. He didn't knock me down, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the amazing thing is that Brady and Manning have both played each other 16 times. Yeah. I mean, the great Bradshaw Staubach rivalry of the 70s included only five head to head meetings. And wow. Goose, you know, how about Marino and Elway? Three. Three in yeah. 16 years. Just so, every year they were playing twice, it seems. Yeah, it does. And it seems like every November. And, and they would have played again this November. Had Manny not been hurt, so it was Brady Osweiler. Brady Osweiler won. That wasn't quite as good. Um, Goose, what happened Sunday? I think quarterbacks will obviously be the story heading into the game, but I think defenses may be the bigger story by the end of the day. Denver has the best defense, the best pass defense in football, and I'm not sure the Patriots can block the stereo pass rush of uh, Von Miller and Demarcus Ware. The Patriots also have a top 10 defense, and they can invest eight guys in the box to stop the Denver running game because Manning's arm isn't what it used to be. I think it'll be a lower-scoring game than people think, and the football world has come to expect uh, these guys to air it out. Don't think that happens. I think Denver brings the better defense, and I'll go with the Broncos. How about you, Ron? Well, I, I, I think uh, I agree with Goose in that if, if Peyton's going to win what's probably the last showdown between these two guys, it's going to be because it, when it's all over, he, he'll be able to stand and say, you didn't knock me down, Tom, but my guys <laughs> knocked you down 12 times. You know, that's, <laughs> that's it. You know, I mean, if that defense can get after him, and I do think they can pound the ball, uh, run the ball, even with Manning's uh, issues, uh, then New England could have some trouble. Hey, Ron, I think you've got a part in Raging Bowl too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Raging hey, BS8. Uh, <laughs> Goose, if you had to put one play – or, or one game involving these two, and I'm talking about Brady and Manning, in a time capsule, what would it be? One play, the Manning handoff to Joseph Adai in the final minute of the 2006 AFC title game. Third and goal from New England two, final minutes. With the world expecting the game's best passer to throw the ball, 
he handed the ball off to finally beat Tom Brady. How about you, Ron? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, to me, it's uh, uh, it goes all the way back to the beginning. Brady's first NFL start came against, you couldn't knock me down, Tom! Uh, and who won? Brady. They went up 20 to nothing, and they routed the Colts 44-13, to Manning threw three picks. Brady uh, was solid but unspectacular. Sound familiar? You didn't knock me down. You didn't knock me down, Tom. Hey, thanks, Jake. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm going to take a game, not a play. Uh, I'll take that 34-31 overtime defeat. The Patriots put on Denver two years ago. And if you guys remember, Ron, I know you do because you were there freezing. You yeah. rallied from a 24 nothing halftime deficit. Uh, nobody does that to Peyton Manning. At least nobody had until then. And Brady, I think, was Tom terrific that day. He threw for something like 350 yards, three second half touchdowns. But when I think of him, I usually think of great comebacks like that one or the fourth quarter of last year's Super Bowl. One other question for you guys. What's the better story this weekend? Is it Brady going for his seventh Super Bowl, Goose, or is it Manning going for one last shot? I think everybody wants to see if Manning can finally beat him as a, as a going away present. You know, we've come to expect Tom Brady going to the Super Bowls. We don't come to expect Peyton Manning beating Tom Brady. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting, of course, and, and Goose is right. That's the public perception. Of course, the fact of the matter is uh, Manning's 2-1 and one in AFC title games against Tom Brady. So, you know, he actually <laughs> has the upper hand, but, uh, you know, but uh, nobody believes that to, to be the case. I think, look, we all love, uh, you know, the, the the last stand, the OK right. Corral, the right. one guy. So right. I, I, I think outside of New England, uh, I think a lot of people would be interested to see if Manny could do it one more time. Around here, not so much. Hey, Ron, I got a question for you. Yeah. We've got a full segment, and Clark hasn't mentioned his guy, Russell Wilson, a single time. Yeah, whatever. Like he come, died. Is he now playing? Tom Brady's resurrected. Played a great second yeah. half, guys. Great second half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is first he playing half? against – is he in Phoenix this week? <laughs> first half. Playing golf. So hey, Ron, you speak of beating outside of uh, New England. Outside New England, Tom Brady in Denver, not so good, huh? Two and six, right? Not so good. No, yeah. not so good. Not well, so good. Two and six. Well, right and, now. And you know what? And then, and I think that's a that's a factor that uh, needs to be looked at because there's something going on there, whether it's the altitude or something else. It's a problem. Well, this isn't a problem. We got to get to commercial because when we return, we're going to talk conference championship games and this year's Hall of Fame vote, specifically why defense doesn't get any love from voters. You'll listen to the Talk of Fame Network. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, Call 1-800-613-4814. That's 1-800-613-4814. 1-800-613-4814. Or go to selectquote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issue and company and other factors not available in all states. Hi, you've reached Burger King. To leave a message, press 1. Hey, Burger King, you want to drive biz? I got this idea. I'm a big fan of the way you cook your burgers, but what about chicken? So why not do a flame-grilled burger chicken? Burger chicken? 
How about we call it the new Flame Grilled Chicken Burger from Burger King? A savory Flame Grilled Chicken Patty topped with veggies on a toasted bun. Now just two for $5. Or mix and match with another delicious sandwich part of the two for $5 deal. The new Flame Grilled Chicken Burger, only at Burger King. Limited time only, price and participation vary. I just feel like something's missing. I know. What we had was so big. And warm and bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun. No sun? No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins, now our highest level of D3 ever. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. If your computer is running slow, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com. That's MyCleanPC.com. Want clearer skin? For just $19.95, get proactive. And a rotating deep cleansing brush, a $45 value free. Get clear and stay clear, or your money back. Try proactive. Call 1-800-644-5944. 1-800-644-5944. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Goslin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Talk of Fame Network's brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. See how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. Also brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log out of MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We've been talking Brady Manning 17 on the Talk of Fame Network and Hard as it is believe, guys. We do have another conference championship game this weekend. It's Arizona Carolina. And it involves what I think is probably the slam dunk MVP Cam Newton, but it's not getting the buzz that Brady Manning is. Should it? Yeah, I think Brady Manning provides great theater this weekend, but the NFC features the two best teams still playing. The Panthers have been the NFL's best team all season long. Started out 14-0 on the way to 15-1. Cam Newton has had the better season than either Brady or Manning. Arizona's the most complete team still playing. They're the only team that ranked in the top five, both offense and defense. If the Cardinals can do a better job than the Seahawks of staying with the Panthers in the first half, this could be and should be a whale of a game. Whale of a game. That's a whale of a statement. Say Cam Newton had a better year than Tom Brady there, Goose. But uh, Well, that's so what goes. MVP usually does. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah, MVP. P-P-P. Which is the MVP? Yeah, there you go. Exactly right. I think this comes down to, well, you know, you want to see the new sun rising, which is supposed to be Cam Newton. That's Goose's boy. He's a, you know, He likes the next new thing. Uh, look, Carolina and, and Arizona, means the, it's sort of the NFL version of the uh, of the moon distracting from the sun. The sun is still Brady Manning at this point in time. That's the the story. But it's a setting sun, Ron. A setting. You know, it may oh, be a set. It, you know, it may may be a setting sun, but that's what a lot of people line up to see. They ain't around for the sunrise too often because they are. I'm lining bed. up to see it, Ronnie. I'm lining up. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, I haven't we seen have... the sunrise probably since I was nine. 
But I've heard yeah, it happens. Your son got up at 7 o'clock this morning, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, listen, we have a poll on our website. That's the talkoffamenetwork.com this week on championship games like this one. Excellent site, by the way. It is, and yes, Goose did it. But it's not these championship games we're talking about. It's the most memorable of all time. And, and guys, I'll be honest with you. Goose, I looked at that list. I have a hard time voting for one. I mean, there have been a litany of good ones. And our listeners can vote on those games. Uh, just go to the talkoffamenetwork.com. And, and Rick, I know you have one vote. So where's that going? You know me, guys. I'm old school. I'm going all the way back to 1967, the ice bowl. Oh, I like it. I like it. Cowboys. The 58 title games, Unitas and Colts, Giants put the NFL on the map. But the ice bowl provided the springboard for the NFL to overtake baseball as the national pastime. Ronnie? Wow. Uh, Well, you know, I still like uh, January 11, 1987, the drive, 98 yards, 15 plays, just over five minutes. Elway takes the Broncos down, bada boom, bada boom. I was sitting freezing in that press box, knowing that he was going to do it. Uh, you know, and then he does it again in overtime to win, to set up the winning kick. So to me, that was probably the most exciting conference championship game I've been at. That's great, Ron, except you've been outvoted 2-1. to one. I'm going to the Ice Bowl, too. Of course you are. Yeah, of course I am. It had the three elements that made it extraordinary. One, the weather. It was what, Goose? 13 below would kick off, something like that. Uh, it had great players, Hall of Famers on both sides of the ball. And three, drama. Packers won on the last play with Bart Starr, as you remember, going over Jerry Kramer and Ken Bowman for the TD. Final score, Packers 21, Dallas 17. The drive, the catch, the ice ball. When games have one or two word identities, you know you've witnessed the heights. Yeah, that's that's right. That, that's right. right. In fact, it, you know, what's funny, because you and I, well, all three of us remember that game, Goose, just watching it. Remember what Bart Starr after, said afterwards? They asked him, why did you do that? He said, uh, we had run out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good quote. Hey, um, listen, uh, you can find great defense in some of those choices in those games, but Goose moving this conversation on, you don't find a lot of great defensive players in this year's Hall of Fame class. In fact, I know you've talked about this. If you do the math, I think there are only, what, three of the 18 choices? Right. And I mean, that includes the two senior candidates, Ken Stable's one of them, and contributor Eddie DeBarlow Jr. But there are only three from the defensive side of the ball. And Goose, like you said, you're an old school guy, so you can't like that. Yeah, therein lies the problem with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There's always been a rush to enshrine stats. And who has those stats? The offensive players. There are 295 men in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Almost 57% of them played offense. Take out the coaches, owners, commissioners, and only 29% of the, all the busts in Canton belong to defensive players. If you just take the modern era from 60 on, 51% of the Enshrinees played offense, 34 played defense. There are twice as many wide receivers as cornerbacks enshrined. There are more offensive tackles than linebackers. There are only seven pure safeties, and we haven't enshrined any since 1998. The Senior Committee has put up 56 candidates over the years, and 62% of them played offense. There are 31 all-decade players on defense who have never even been discussed as finalists. Alex Karras, Robert Brazil, Tommy Novus, Eddie Metter, Kenny Easley all deserve to have busts, but can't even get into the room to be discussed. And now we get to discuss only three defensive players this February, and we'll be lucky if one gets in. Wow, Goose, you're fired up. Ronnie, are you? Yes, Goose, take it easy. Uh, Yeah, no, actually. uh, All offense. Oh, yeah. He's new school. New school. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I'm thought of. Pretty much as new school. No doubt about that. (laughs) Uh, No, look, I I agree with him. You know, look, uh, I think one of the problems you've got is that uh, a lot of the younger uh, voters, no disrespect to the younger voters, he said, um, <laughs> is that, uh, you know, they don't understand the, the evolution of these numbers, you know, and so when they look uh, back in the 70s or 80s, they see these numbers and say, well, those guys couldn't have been very good because look what, uh, you know, 
uh, this guy or that guy did last season here. Well, you know, they were playing football back then. You know, now they're doing something else. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but if you watch these promos on uh, NFL Network and ESPN leading up to uh, Super Bowl 50 and they're showing all these highlights from these great old games, what are you seeing, Goose? Collisions, people getting a hit. People can't just run around like Julian Edelman, you know, running around like Bambi, uh, and you can't touch <laughs> the guy. That's what? always you – know? It's Lay a completely off of Julian di- Edelman, please. I, I got no knock on Julian, but the fact of the matter is, he'd get knocked out if he was playing against the Steelers <laughs> or the Raiders. Well, he back did in the, in the Super Bowl last year. He took a he shot did. to the head. Then he right. did. He may get another one in Denver this weekend. Hey, hey, hey guys, Goose, let's, let's get to the main event. Let's get to the. Let's cut no, to the well, chase. Here. Wait a second. Wait a second. Before we do, I mean, I mentioned there are three defensive candidates this year. One yeah. of the linebacker, Kevin Green, and we're going to talk to him in the next segment. But we've said on this program before, he probably makes it this year, and he probably does. But the two others, Goose, safety Steve Atwater and John Lynch, my guess is they might have trouble cracking the top ten. If you play defense, you're a long shot in the eyes of this committee. Uh, there, there's never been much regard for safeties in this room. If the safety had interceptions, they said he didn't tackle. If he, had, if he tackled, they said he had no picks. There doesn't seem one stand. <laughs> there's not a standard for the position, so the door remains closed. Ron, yeah, Goose well, wants you, to get to the main event, so let's get to it. Because among those candidates, there's, yes, Terrell Owens. Let's get ready to rumble! Yep, he's on the Hall of Fame radar for the first time, and he's in our wheelhouse each week. He's also open. Ron loves him. I don't. And Goose, you're somewhere in between. So where do you stand here? Uh, His numbers make him a worthy candidate, but I don't see how he jumps Marvin Harrison in the queue. If you have two deserving candidates... You go with the guy who's been there longer. Unless you're Jerry Rice, I don't see any receiver with these pumped-up stats as a first-ballot Hall of Famer. Well, he's not Jerry Rice, Ron, so tell me again why he belongs. He's Jerry Rice light. Getting me his third all-time in everything they've ever asked the receiver to do. T.O. Throw him the ball. He's open. He's open. Hey, you Clark, look. He's open. You love this. You love this. Broken numbers, leg in the Super Bowl, nine catches. He's open with one you, leg, like hippity you, hop. You love those numbers, and I, and I love numbers too. This is the number I love. Zero. The number of teams that wanted to keep him at the top of his career. Philadelphia got rid of him. San Francisco gave him away. Dallas got rid of him. Stayed for what? A cup of coffee in Buffalo. Cincinnati. Adios. Uh, not a Hall of Famer in my book. Yeah, five number of teams that took him in, including Cincinnati, where he led him in receiving at 37 years old. T.O., he's open. Let's just put it this way, guys. There's no more polarizing figure than T.O. We just found that out. It's going to become apparent when we sit down February 6th. There's not much debate about our next guest, and that's linebacker Kevin Green, who's this close to making it to Canton. He's up next on the Talk of Fame Network. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. I just feel like something's missing. I know. What we had was so big. And warm. And bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun. No sun? No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins. Now our highest level of D3 ever. 
I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shot the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-613-4814. That's 1-800-613-4814. 1-800-613-4814. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at slowco.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Well, our first guest is a Hall of Fame finalist, which is nothing new because he's been a Hall of Fame finalist five times. I'm talking about linebacker Kevin Green who ranks third on the career sack list with 160 and is one of only three players, three, to produce 10 or more sacks in 10 different seasons. Kevin's not only back with the Hall of Fame board of selectors, he's back with us, making his second appearance on this show. Kevin, first of all, welcome back, and congratulations on making it as Good. a finalist again. Yep, yep. Good deal. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Listen, I know we spoke to you. After you failed to make the last cut in 2015, and you were understandably disappointed, we get that, but how much have you thought about the Hall and your chances in the year since then? You know, I've I, I thought about it. Uh, you know, I try to, I have tried to kind of move on from that moment of last year and carry on with your life. That's one thing you can do, you know. And uh, But I've I thought about it, you know, and, uh, and I think, you know, I'll just, I'll just be patient. I'll just quietly, you know, be patient and, uh, and and wait my time. So that's all I can do. Yeah, Kevin, ironically, Tim Brown last year was uh, elected after his sixth year as a finalist, and he said, uh, he said, I had to remind myself to be patient. And he said he thought that Kevin Green should be the next guy put in, this, in, the, in, in Canton. So um, how have you been patient? It's got to be frustrating. You've got the credentials. Sometimes, it, it, you know, it could be frustrating when, when I see, you know, uh, other fellows kind of going into the hall that um, production-wise now uh, may not have you know the numbers that I have, but I mean it's a uh, it's a different deal. Uh, you guys are the Hall of Fame voters, and it's uh, not necessarily uh, about you know production uh, in the league. It's all other types of criteria, and you know clearly it's all out of my hands. Uh, I can't go sack any more people, so. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> just, just, just so don't sack, don't what... go sacking us, please. <laughs> no, no, I won't. I, I appreciate you guys uh, supporting me. I, I really do. You know, thank you very much. Well, you know, Kevin, as uh, Clark mentioned, you've been through this before. In a weird sort of way, I have some sympathy for you because there's a little writer's wing in the corner that uh, Goose is part of. And I've been a finalist seven times, and I'm 0 for 7. So I know how your head starts to hurt after a while when you don't get in. But uh, has there any year that's been harder for you? Was the first time harder for you than this time? Or does it does it mount 
and get more difficult as the as the opportunities uh, keep coming up, or does it get easier to sort of say, well, you know, one of these days? You know, I, I think that's correct. I, I think it's gotten easier, uh, and it's just going to be one of these days. And and that's really that's really the way I got to approach it. I've got to have a piece of that. I think uh, I really just kind of misunderstood, you know, why and asked a lot of questions. And you know, when I was first on the semifinals, the semifinalist list, and didn't make it, you know, to the final 15 I'm like how can that happen and and then I made it to the 15 and then you know put out in the first five a couple of years and I'm like how I'm not really sure what the voters are looking at and so at this point uh in the process I've kind of got a piece about it and uh I'm just you know you know I've done all I can do and it's basically let the chips fall where they may at this point I'm gonna try not to get you know, too down. You know, basically, you know, it, it uh, doesn't doesn't happen for me again. Kevin, you said it's got you said it's gotten easier. Would it uh, would it still be that easy in the fifteenth year as a finalist? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I thought you know with, with my numbers production wise, and and that's what I was looking at is you know what I was able to accomplish in fifteen years. I, I thought I would have uh, you know got to that you know twenty five list a lot earlier. Than I did. I, I spent a number of years, you know, really eligible, but getting passed from from the uh, initial list of of, uh, of nominees uh, just to the 25 list. And I didn't, of course, again, I didn't really understand uh, how 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 can I get passed? Uh, like the same position as uh, the great Lawrence Taylor, you know, exact same thing. And 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 uh, I think I. And, you know, I had more more production, and, and, and I played for a few more years longer, and how can this be? And, and I was just beating myself up about it. So I, I, I've kind of chilled out over the years, and I'm 53. So, well, so I'm just kind of taking it in stride, though, and, and, and so that's where we're at. We're chilling out with Hall of Fame finalist Kevin Green on the Talk of Fame Network, and, and Kevin... Uh, Hall of Famer and friend of this show, Dick LeBeau, once called you, quote, a great player against the run, unquote, who was, quote, almost unblockable, unquote. Now, because this is going to come up again in the room, and I'm talking about the selectors, the 46 of us who meet that Saturday before the Super Bowl, would you please, please put to rest this talk of, okay, he was a great pass rusher, but he was a one-trick pony. Yeah, you know, uh, I think people just get so enamored, you know, with that 160 sacks that their their next thought is, he surely can't be good at anything else because right. he has a boatload of sacks. But <laughs> but in in all reality, uh, I I played strong side outside linebacker. I, I played the defensive left side. Outside linebacker. So if you if you just think that most teams are right-handed, you know, and they bring the tight end out in their offensive formation, it's going to be, you know, the offensive right side of their of their formation. That's where the tight end is going to line, and that just happens to be where I'm going to be because I'm play defensive left outside linebacker. But I played that position for a reason. <laughs> there was a reason. There. It wasn't because I was just whiffing blocks and whipping tackles and just getting blown off the ball five yards every run. No. (laughs) 
there was a reason why, you know, Coach uh, Dom Capers uh, put me at left or strong side outside linebacker. So uh, that, that's really all I can say. I don't really know how I got ever got tagged with being a one-trick pony or a one-dimensional dude and soft against the run. I, I guess that's the biggest in, insult for me, really, uh, of this whole thing is that people – Think I was soft against the run, which is unbelievable. I prided myself so so much in the playing the run the right way and the way the coaches wanted me to play it. They wanted me to hit it hard and, and take two blockers so that the ball can bounce out in space to scrape an inside linebacker like a LeVon Kirkland to make a, a free hit or something. So I, I, I took it very serious and – and I, and, I, and I did my best, and I, and I, I, I believe I was a hard-nosed cat at the point of attack. I, I really do. But I think it's, it's just because of what you just said, Kevin. I think it's because of the 160 sacks, people saying, well, what else did he do besides rush the pass? If he had that many sacks, that must have been what he only was doing. But your point is well taken. I do think what's impressive to me with the sacks is you did it on the strong side. There's more traffic over there, and also the quarterback can see you coming. Uh, the weak side... Uh, Lawrence Taylor, uh, Charles Haley's coming at the quarterback's blind side. And there's generally, back in that era, there generally wasn't a, a tight end over there. So I think what's most impressive is you got it on the strong side. You got to a lot more traffic to get to the quarterback. And, and that's true. I think um, a lot of uh, pass rushers who do come from the quarterback's blind side, I think they have a little bit more leeway about, you know, what kind of moves they can use and still contain the quarterback and still get to the quarterback, whereas uh, – an outside back or a defensive end, um, so to speak, coming from the, the quarterback's front side or his throwing hand side. Yeah, he comes to the face of the quarterback. The quarterback can uh, easily uh, evade, you know. And, and that happened to me, I mean, a number of times in which that I didn't get a, you know, a clean move off a big offensive tackle, and they, they held me a little bit or snatched me a little bit, and, and uh, the quarterback saw it, and I just wasn't totally clean from the big tackle, and the quarterback was able to escape and evade. So it was uh, it was difficult. And uh, uh, so, you know, I just tried to do the best best that I could do and, uh, and keep him in the pocket at, at the same time, you know, make a move at the right time and, and, and make that sack. Hey, Kevin, we've got to go to commercial, but can you stay with us? Absolutely. Great. When we return, we'll hear more from Hall of Fame finalist Kevin Green. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank hearing pitches from small businesses. Now there is a new way for small businesses to get a loan in minutes. It's called Cabbage. That's Cabbage with a K. Just fill out the application online. You'll get an instant decision and could have access to a line of credit of up to $100,000. No waiting, no hassle. Cabbage is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and is a Forbes Top 100 company. Go to Cabbage.com, that's Cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E, or call 888-CABBAGE. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. 
Would you like a cleaning product that can be used in the garage, the laundry, and the kitchen, and save space in your cabinet? Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. Concentrated all-purpose Simple Green is the answer for versatile cleaning throughout your home and garage. I'm so certain you'll love Simple Green. If you're not 100% satisfied, I'll give you your money back. To learn more, visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green, Simple Green. We are friends. We are sisters. We are daughters. We are stronger together. Meet a We Rafiki bracelets are handmade with love by women in Africa, providing employment and empowerment. Wear your passion for changing the world at we.org. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Kevin Green is who we think he is. He's a Hall of Fame finalist, and he was good enough to stick around with us. Kevin, thanks for sticking around. With Ron, I think he's got a question for you. Kevin, you uh, you played with uh, obviously a number of great players. One of whom is uh, another guy who uh, the three of us uh, favor quite a bit and, and think at least deserves Hall of Fame serious Hall of Fame consideration, and that's Sam Mills. Wonder for a minute if you could give us your thoughts on Sam as a uh, as a player and a teammate, and, and also of. In your mind, does he fit into that list when we start talking about Hall of Fame players? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, absolutely. Uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, um, Sam Mills belongs. He, he definitely belongs. He was such a um, stand-up leader who he did it the right way all the time. And he, he, he set the standard and inside linebacker there, uh, his physicality was was truly um, second to none. Uh, and he he might have been five nine and a half or something like that, five ten, and weighed two twenty two twenty two. Uh, but he would stone people, and just uh, a great individual inside in his heart. And I mean, I, I loved Sam Rock. Uh, I really did, and um, I enjoyed. Uh, playing uh, beside him, you know, he, he's my brother now. And but does he belong? Yes, sir. Uh, absolutely, positively, he, yes, sir, he belongs. The first time you saw him, Kevin, did you sort of scratch your head and say, "What's this midget doing out here? How did this guy get from Pop Warner?" I mean, you know, he like you say, he's a little guy, and uh, we had Bill Carrick on at one point talking about him and, and, and talking about how he had to convince the coaches, uh, you know, not to just look at, uh, at him physically, watch him play football. What was your first thought when you saw this little guy out there? You know, you, there's no secrets in football, and as a lot, especially as a linebacker, you know the other really good linebackers in the league. You just know them. And, and when I had a chance to meet him there in Carolina in, in 1996 and play with him, uh, you know, I was just really amazed. What a great, wonderful-hearted, humble man that that Sam Rock really really was. And uh, and he is uh, really the epitome of, uh, you know what, it's, it's never about the size of the dog in the fight. It's truly about the size of the fight in the dog. And, and he, he represents that right there. And just the leadership abilities uh, that, that he had, uh, just 
quiet, soft-spoken uh, man of God. Uh, just a wonderful individual and uh, truly, truly missed. Hey, Kevin, we've got about a couple minutes left, but I want to ask you um, sort of to wrap this thing up, really, going back to the beginning. If you had to make a last pitch to voters to basically convince them that, yes, as a matter of fact, you know what? This is my time. This is my time to get into Canton. What would you tell them? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know what? Uh, you, you got me on that one. I, I don't know. If, um, I'm sure my wife would have a couple choice <laughs> words. Maybe we should leave it at, at that. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I, 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 you know, hey, you guys, uh, I hope you know that I, I really tried to be a true professional playing professional football instead of just a player out there playing pro football. And, and there's a difference uh, because I, man, uh, to do the things that I did and as long as I did, my habits just were just great. My eating habits were, were perfect. My sleeping habits, my workout habits in the uh, weight room, my work, you know, my practice habits on the field. You know, I knew I just couldn't get out on that practice field and just go through the motions and show up on, on game day and make big plays. That that's just wasn't me. I knew I just had to go full speed, you know, and just try to practice at the tempo that I that I was hoping to play at. And my study habits, you know, I I put a lot of time in and I really figured out how to rush the pass or how to put an offensive tackle in a position of failure. Most of them outweighed me, you know, 80, 100 pounds anyway. I usually played around 245 or so. So I, I studied my opponent, his strengths and his weaknesses. I, I studied personnel groupings, and I, and, and, and I studied formations at the line of scrimmage, and, and I just developed a vision about this position I, that uh, I could really uh, anticipate the play, really, men, uh, before the snap of the ball based on, personnel grouping on the field and, and having formation recognition and what I've seen on film and what they really like to do out of that personnel grouping and that formation. So I was able to predict a lot of stuff. And, and that's really cool when, when you get to that level that you can really see things, you know, before the snap of the ball and you just play to your gut. And nine times out of the team, you're probably right because you put your due diligence in you know, your study habits were, were spot on. So I, I, I don't know if there's anything I can say to the Hall of Fame voters. I mean, I, I try to do it the right way, fellas. Well, I know what we can say. Thank you for the time, Kevin. We're out of, out of time. But best of luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy. And we'll see you out in San Francisco. We'll put you on the radio. We'll see you out there. We look forward to it. Okay. Sounds good, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Well, that was Hall of Fame finalist Kevin Green. And this, this is our two-minute drill. Not to be confused with that five-minute drill they're running in Kansas City. I ask Rick and Ryan answer, and Derek Burns, our producer, runs the clock. So start it, Derek. What are Ken Stabler's chances of joining the Hall next month? Like many a fourth quarter, this will be his final play. I'd say 55-45. Sadly true. Not as good as they should be because people look at his completion percentage and forget that he played in the 70s, not in the 2010s. Ben McAdoo, Bob McAdoo, or James Michael McAdoo? Bob McAdoo in those sweet powder blue Buffalo Braves uniforms. Oh. McAdoo's Beach Bar in Myrtle Beach, where if you call the wrong player or miss a jumper, you just have another drink. 
Just Jam says they can, quote, definitely win with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. What do you say? I say win what? With the Amos rifle pulling the trigger, boys, all things are possible, except beating <laughs> Tom Brady. Complete this sentence. Chip Kelly and Colin Kaepernick is a marriage made in? Purgatory for 49er fans. Fantasy land. Which long shot among this year's Hall of Fame finalists would you most like to see make it? Joe Jacoby, the Hall is still one hog light. Whoa. Morton Anderson, let's put the foot in the Football Hall of Fame. Spartan. How relieved oh, are the Giants that Tom Coughlin didn't take the Eagles job? The Giants ought to be worried about what's going on further down the road in Washington, not Philadelphia. Not as relieved as Tom Coughlin will be once he watches Howie Roseman pick talent for the Eagles. What New York values would Ted Cruz not like about the NFL? Revenue sharing, whereas the rich teams like the Cowboys Redskins share with the poor, like the Bengals and Jaguars. <laughs> NFL charities. <laughs> <laughs> that is the end of our first hour, but don't go away. We have Hall of Fame voters John Zarnetsky and Gary Myers coming up to talk Rams in L.A. and Brady Manning 17. And our Rick Oslin tells who went to the head of this year's special teams class. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Call Quicken Loans now to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for six years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit quickenloans.com. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. You've walked through 18 open houses. Your feet hurt and your head is buzzing. Living in a van is starting to sound strangely appealing. But then you hear it, the sound of hope, of Zillow. You glance at your phone to see a three-bedroom craftsman in the right school district. It's perfect, and it just showed up on your phone, like magic. So sign up for mobile alerts, and we'll send you homes that fit your criteria when they hit the market. And to think, you wanted to live in a van. Zillow, find your way home. Spend time across this country, and you start to see there are no local stories. You pull at the threads of some local headline turns out there's almost always something bigger. What you see from your own front porch sometimes turns out to be not just your story, not just a story, but the story of all of us in this country at this moment in time. The Rachel Maddow Show, covering America one story at a time. Weeknights at 9 Eastern on MSNBC. There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. Your computer runs slowly, and who doesn't? Just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you, of course, by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. See how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. Welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. We've been counting down to Brady Manning 17 in the Hall of Fame's class of 
2016. And we're going to start counting down to football's return to L.A. too. But before we do, guys, let's acknowledge someone uh, fans probably remember but may not appreciate, and that's former coach Ted Marchabrota, who passed away last weekend at the age of 84. I remember first meeting Ted when he was coaching the Colts. That's the Baltimore Colts. And what I remember is, you know, what a decent guy he was. I mean, he was asked tough questions at the first press conference I went to, and he always tried to answer them as completely and as civilly as he could. And Goose, uh, I remember years later actually meeting you for one of the first times in, in Buffalo uh, when we sat down with him before the 1990 conference championship game with Ron's Oakland Raiders. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that day well. The, the Bills were always a difficult team for the media to deal with. Lots of stars, lots of egos from the front office on down. And the media was often an afterthought. You know, we got there early one morning hoping to get some time with a Jim Kelly or a Bruce Smith or a Thurman Thomas or even a Bill Polian or Marv Levy. But the Bills offered up no one to right. speak to. So finally at 4 in the afternoon, door opens, in walks Ted Marchabrota, right. the offensive coordinator. He gave us all the time we wanted or needed. As gracious a gentleman who ever walked an NFL sideline. You know, we remained friends decades later. In fact, he called me about a year ago asking me to do whatever I could to get one of his old players, Colt offensive tackle George Coons, into the Hall of Fame. Ted Marchabrota was a first-round draft pick as a player and took teams to conference title games as a head coach. He's also one of the nicest men you could ever meet right. inside or outside of football. Yeah, I agree with you, Goose. I was going to say he was the number one pick as a man, too. I mean, an individual yeah. is terrific. And, you know, it's hard to believe about that, and it's not that Ron's Raiders were destroyed 51-3 to in that championship game. It just that it doesn't seem like it was that long ago yet. Uh, here we were um, on the Monday, I think, or Tuesday before the game. I think there were just three or four of us waiting to talk to him. Uh, and as you mentioned, he came down four in the afternoon, and that was it. Gave us all the time in the world. Ron, I, I know you were in Baltimore um, after he left there, after he left the Colts. But you must have run into him somewhere along the line. Oh, sure, yeah. No, and you guys have him pegged exactly right. Uh, the thing I will always remember about him was how shy and embarrassed he was by the fact that Johnny Unitas was cut by the Steelers to keep him. You know, he was the number one pick in 53, and they went in the service, and he came back a year later, and they had this rookie kid named Unitas from uh, Pennsylvania, but he had played at some uh, little school, Louisville, and they were kicking around. They said, well, we got Ted Marshall, he's the number one pick. Uh, tell this kid to pack up. And uh, they liked Ted better. And I remember Ted telling me one time, you know, I always kept the names of those guys who made that decision because I never wanted to hire them to pick my players. <laughs> I thought, you know, that, Smart that's man. Like, Smart yeah, man. And, that, and that's like the essence of him, very humble and, and sort of minimizing his own skills. Well, you know, it, it's funny. We're going to be talking about the Los Angeles Rams later. And I mentioned that Ted was with the Colts when I first met him. He also, I mean, he served under Hall of Fame coach George Allen, with the Los Angeles Rams in 1963. He was the uh, team's offensive coordinator. But another little-known fact about this guy, I mentioned he coached the Colts, and he did. From 75 to 79, Burt Jones was on that team. Great player, friend of the show. But you knew that. He also returned to coach the Ravens from 1996 to 1998, making him, yes, sir, the only guy to coach both Baltimore teams. Look, I remember in 1995, March Proto coached a 9-7 Colts team to the AFC title game with Jim Harbaugh as his quarterback. The Colts upset the 13-3 and top-seeded Chiefs in the AFC semifinals to earn the right to play the 11-5 and second-seeded Steelers in the, in the AFC title game. The Colts were heavy underdogs, but the Steelers scored a late touchdown to take the lead. The game ended with the Colts at the Pittsburgh 29 and Harbaugh throwing into the end zone with a chance for the upset. Right. But his pass to Aaron Bailey popped out of his arms as he hit the ground and the Steelers survived 20-16. to 16. He almost won a game he had no business winning. Wow. 
That'd be a catch today with half the officials in the league. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> should have had Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. Well, the thing, uh, you know, Bill Belichick spoke after the Kansas City game. He was asked about March Broda, who gave him his start, and he, and he talked about how he wouldn't be where he is if it wasn't for Ted March Broda, and how he used to sleep in his hotel room and meet him every morning for breakfast and drive him to the practice field and everything. He was kind of his gopher. But one of the things he said that struck me was he said, "I learned." So much more for him, a lot of of X's and O's, but it really wasn't about the X's and O's. And he talked about that first season, 1975, when he was a young, uh, not even a coach, just a gopher. And the Colts started off 1-4, and four, uh, and then they won nine straight and ended up going to the playoffs. And what Belichick said was that it, what Ted taught me was, don't worry about your record, worry about today. Just worry yeah, you, about getting better today. And I thought that was uh, really a telling statement for all of us. Ron, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I saw what he said. And if you would ask him about any of his players, including Tom Brady, he wouldn't be nearly as effusive. And, and what he said then I thought was heartfelt and um, I thought it was meaningful. And he went on and on. So clearly, I mean, he felt very strongly about someone he had a personal attachment to. No, you're right. I mean, he said there, you know, I coach today with a heavy heart. And, you know, sometimes you kind of go, ah. but, you know, you just looked at him and the right. way he was talking about him and his body language and everything. And you really sort of, knew that this was a guy that really meant a lot to him and had, uh, I wish he was more like him. Frankly, that part <laughs> didn't rub off, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I wish more coaches today were like him. Yeah. I mean, just oh, a sure. gracious guy, gracious guy. Wonderful anyway, guy. Uh, Ted March brought up, he's, he's going to be missed. Uh, great coach, as Goose mentioned, first-round draft pick. Great guy, number one draft pick as a guy. Another great guy is former quarterback Kurt Warner. And we know him. He's a Hall of Fame finalist. He's also a friend, friend of, of the, the show. show. That's right. Uh, we had him on, I think, a couple summers ago. But um, Kurt's back for another crack at the Hall of Fame. And I'm not sure he makes it. In fact, with another quarterback set to go in, and that's Brett Favre. Sorry, Goose. Uh, future Hall of Famer. But maybe Ouch. with Brett in there, he may not. But he deserves to be soon, and I'm going to tell you why. This is our State Your Case episode. And um, the reason I like him is because he raised the Titanic. Not once. He raised it twice. Took the Rams to the Super Bowl. Not once, but twice. He took the Arizona Cardinals to the Super Bowl, too. So what? Well, so until Kurt Warner showed up, the Rams hadn't had a winning season since 1989. That was 10 years before. And hadn't won a division title since 1985. Until he showed up, the Cardinals had a winning season, or hadn't had a winning season in 10 years, and hadn't won a division title since the days of Don Coriel. That was 1975. And they didn't win another title until this season. And since Kurt Warner left, well, the Rams haven't been back to the Super Bowl, and neither has Arizona, at least not yet. Now, I know what critics are saying. Uh, they don't like the hole in the middle of his career. Uh, he was benched at what should have been the apex of his career. And they ask, you know, how do you dismiss that? Well, you don't. I mean, it happens. He sat down so the Giants' number one pick, Eli Manning, could play, and he sat behind Arizona's number one pick, Matt Leiner, until, of course, he didn't. And, look, I, I understand and appreciate the criticism, but I also understand this. The guy was a Super Bowl MVP. He's a two-time league MVP. He owns the top three single-game records for most passing yards in Super Bowl history. He has the third-highest completion percentage in Super Bowl history. And he's the only quarterback to throw for 14,000 yards with two different teams. Oh, and this just in. Remember when I said he was a multiple league MVP? There have been nine of them in the history of the NFL. Four were first ballot Hall of Famers. The other five are named Favre, Brady, Manning, Rodgers, and, oh yeah, Kurt Warner. He's not a first ballot Hall of Famer but he should be a Hall of Famer, period. And this goes beyond personal accolades, guys. This goes to what he did for the teams he played for. Namely, put two of the most unlikely franchises in the Super Bowl and winning one of those Super Bowls on this 
play. First and 10 from the 27. Warner back to throw. Rainbow's the far sideline, and it is caught by Anson Cruz. Makes the move to the 30. 25 20. And they won't catch him today. Touchdown, Rams. You know what? I think that's deserving of something. You know what's deserving of? The Hall of Fame. Okay, Clark, there are 30 quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame. Where does Warner fit on your list of the game's all-time best? He top five, top 10, top 15, where? Well, he's not top five, not top 10, probably not top 15, maybe not even in the top 20. But, Goose, uh, I'd say the same thing about mm, Warren Moon, Bob Greasy. They're in the Hall of Fame. Unlike Warren Moon, I mean, he went to a Super Bowl, and he won it. He actually went to three Super Bowls. And unlike Greasy, he went to Super Bowls with two different teams. And unlike both, he was a multiple MVP. So as I said, I, I think this, what he did at both ends of that career, coming back from the bench, it makes him worthy. So you got him 28th out of Well, if there's 30 in there, he's 28th. I'm not counting. He's just got to get in. I don't care whether he's 30 or 1. They all look the same when those uh, busts are up there. Well, yeah. uh, Clark, you know, I mean, it's one thing to have a hole in your career. You know, we've all got little holes in our careers, a little hole in our socks, you know. <laughs> I got uh, one guy's in my got, head, Ron. This, yeah, tell me about it. Uh, this guy's got the Grand Canyon in the middle. I mean, he had six great years. He also had six mediocre years in which his team went eight and twenty-five with him as a, as a starter. I mean, if he had had six brilliant years and then disappeared, everybody'd be saying he didn't do it long enough. So, what's the difference between that and the way he did it? It's still six years. Well, yeah, but the the, the key is he rebounded. He came back and did what he'd done before. I mean, we measure our quarterbacks and coaches by Super Bowls, right? Guy went to three. It was a two-time MVP. So it's like saying, how do you dismiss all those interceptions by far? If you don't, you take the good with the bad, and there's a lot more good than with bad. Hey, listen, I promised that we were going to L.A., and we are, with former Rams beat writer John Zarneski right after this. You'll listen to the Talk of Fame Network. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-613-4814. That's one 800 or go to selectquote.com. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. 
Like you, I'm a big sports enthusiast, and I want my gear to shine like new. That's why it's clean with Simple Green, the concentrated cleaner that's perfect for making your auto, RV, cycling, boating, and other sporting equipment look like new again. Try it today. If you're not 100% satisfied, I'll give you your money back. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green, Simple Green. There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. Your computer runs slowly. Just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number just bring your own. See how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. We talked about the Rams, and as you know, uh, they're returning to Los Angeles after 21 years in St. Louis. They'll play at the L.A. Coliseum, home of the USC Trojans, and formerly the home of Ron's Los Angeles Raiders. There we and go. This, this week, the Rambos, they took their first deposits on season tickets, so we decided to reach out to Hall of Fame voter John Zarneski, who covered the Rams when they were in L.A. or Anaheim, if you will. To learn more about this move, and Czar, uh, you weren't one of those 8,000 people who turned up Monday to put down a $100 deposit, were you? No, I think I got better connect- connections than just standing <laughs> in line. <laughs> well, Magic Johnson did, Czar, so uh, my, my question is, what's been the response in L.A. to getting the Rams back? You know, I think on the surface it's been uh, pretty good. Uh, I think this stadium is going to be the attraction, and the football team's not very good right now, but uh, I think the stadium that they're going to build is going to be better than Jerry's World. And I think that'll be something for L.A. to, you know, the fans out here will want to see. Uh, but I'm still worried if they're not a winner, how long it will last. So the key in real estate is location, location, location. How much right, did location right. play in the demise of the Rams and Raiders? In fact, the Rams were in Orange County, the Raiders at the Coliseum. And can Englewood be the answer to what has been an unsolvable riddle in L.A.? Yeah, you know... Rick, I think that the biggest problem with Anaheim was the stadium, the configuration. It was a baseball stadium, Terrible. and it had horrible sight lines for football, and then the team went, went south. But when they were doing well, uh, they had good good crowds, and they had good crowds at the Coliseum, too. Uh, I think it's the location in Inglewood is probably not bad. I think the Coliseum is the best place, but the league has always been against the Coliseum. Uh, but this is close to LAX. It's close to freeways. Uh, and it, I think the main thing is going to be how great this facility is going to be and everything else that's going to be attached to it. Uh, you know, Zara, I wanted to uh, touch a little bit more on what you said earlier because I think it's true, Kevin. Right. Spent some time in California. Right. You know, I mean, LA, I mean, this is a team that hasn't won the, made the playoffs in, in 11 years. They haven't had a winning season in nine. And to me, LA right. has always been a place that loves a winner. Until the minute right. you lose, and then you, yeah, then you, then they, they don't care. So how do they get around that, and and how long does a building serve as an attraction? 
Right. I think that's the whole key. I mean, they're going to spend three years in the Coliseum before this uh, stadium is built. And, gee, they need a quarterback, don't they? And, uh, I mean, what's sort of amazing is after they left L.A. and went to St. Louis, that, that team they had with Warner and Marshall Falk, that was the perfect L.A. team. Are you kidding me with all yeah. those receivers and yeah. the high-scoring game? And they need – I mean, John Shaw regretted it a whole bunch, you know, once they found Warner back there about the move. But, uh, you know, I think this – I don't know. I don't even know whether Jeff Fisher's the right coach either because his whole idea of playing football is defense and running the football. And that's sort of 1980 football, I think. Right. Sorry, they might be the second best team at the Coliseum. <laughs> right. <laughs> the I second mean, best. He's coming back. That's they're, right. They're coming back. I mean, they're starting to accrue. They they got their scholarships back. Uh, I don't. We'll see. But and, and Pat Hayden's putting a lot into uh, the Coliseum. They refer. They're going to be working on it too. So it's going to hurt attendance as they try to rebuild it too, while while the Rams are playing there. We're with Hall of Fame voter John Zarneski, who covered the L.A. Rams for the Herald X and who has been working for nearly 20 years, right, Zar, with Fox? Yeah, 21 now. 21 wow. now. And, wait, Zar, I, I've heard people say that L.A. doesn't need the NFL, that the NFL needs the nation's second-leading market more right. than L.A. needs the NFL. Is, is that accurate? Do you agree with that? You know, I think a little bit, Clark. I think the, we got such a – so many people here that follow the Packers, that follow the other the transplants, you know, out here uh, – there's bars in L.A. and in Manhattan Beach, Santa Monica, where fans of certain teams just go and, and live on Sundays, you know, and, and with DirecTV and the doubleheaders. It's going to be a problem for TV, you know, especially if another team comes into this market. I'm, I'm just not sold on the Chargers being in L.A. I don't, there's no clamor at all for the Chargers in L.A. The Raiders have fans, but the league doesn't like the kind of fans they bring to a stadium. <laughs> Those are fans. fighting words for Ron yeah, Borges. What's wrong with you Fighting words. Uh, got something against tattoos? <laughs> you don't like the Pirates yeah, Pavilion? I, I, you know, I, you know they're talking about three hundred thousand for the luxury suites here a year, and I don't know how many Raider fans have that kind of money. What do you think, Ron? You know, well, it, it, I think they that, just go, I, they I, just I, go I, steal it. They steal it from others. <laughs> right, I, see, I, I, you know what? And that's been a joke. Out here, and the league, I think, really worked hard behind the scenes to make sure the Raiders aren't the second team here. We'll see what happens down the line, you know, because I think the Raiders are a big name in the league. I don't think there's any doubt about that with the fan base, and they deserve a new stadium in Oakland, but I don't know whether it'll happen for them. Well, you know, Zara, it reminds me of uh, what you're saying there, reminds me of uh, uh, when Rupert Murdoch owned the New York Post and he went to Macy's and wanted to know why they didn't. Uh, uh, advertised in the New York yeah. Post, and he said because right. uh, because yeah. your customers are our shoplifters. <laughs> yes, I know. I've heard that line before, <laughs> and it was true. <laughs> right? Is there were you were you surprised with the flip? The, I mean, the NFL committee recommended Spanos Davis, and it walks out with Cronky. Yeah. Were you surprised? Yeah, I was. I mean, let me tell you, that was the worst impartial committee <laughs> I've ever heard of. I mean. I mean, the, McNair and, uh, and, 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 and Richards out of Carolina were so anti-Ram and Kroenke, it was unbelievable. I mean, it's just, and then I'm sure both of them voted for the Rams in the end, too, when the ballot was secret. How did it change? Oh, well, I just think that the league knew that 
Kroenke had the money to, willing to build a $2.5 billion stadium, and the Goldman Sachs was going to have to fund the Carson thing, and Hollywood Park's a better location than Carson. I, I've always been afraid that West L.A. would never drive pa- past LAX, you know, on the freeway to go down to Carson. And it's not really in a great place. It's closer to Long Beach and Orange County than it is to Los Angeles. Once again, Al Davis was right. He said uh, Inglewood 20-something, five years ago, whatever it was, and they wouldn't let him go there. So, you know, Oh, I know. Go. I mean, the Rams and, and he were gonna, they were going to have a joint stadium, just like the Giants and Jets have, and the league put the kibosh on it. Right. Would have solved all this, could have avoided all this. Uh, getting exactly. to that, uh, Zar, how many teams in your mind can L.A. really support? Would, might they have been wiser to just start with one team and see what happens? That's what I think. I'll be curious to see how the negotiations go between <laughs> Dean Spanos and – and Stan Kroenke, because why would Dean want to put up, you know, a half a billion dollars to be a, a tenant in L.A.? Why not put that towards a stadium in San Diego? I think that's a, I think that's a great market to be leaving San Diego. Personally, I mean, I would try to figure out how to make that work down there, because uh, I'm not sure. Like I said previously, I'm not sure there's any clamoring out up, up here for the Chargers. Yeah, I'm not either. In fact, I think that's a great market yeah. to be visiting, Czar. Hey, listen, uh, Czar, yeah. we're out of time, but we're going to okay. get that hundred dollar check out to you in the mail so you can put your deposit down. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Czar. Thanks, hey, good time. That was all of it, voter John Zarneski. Coming up, more on the Rams and their most memorable performances in L.A. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you, of course, by GEICO. That's GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. This is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank hearing pitches from small businesses. Now there is a new way for small businesses to get a loan in minutes. It's called Cabbage. That's Cabbage with a K. Just fill out the application online. You'll get an instant decision and could have access to a line of credit of up to $100,000. No waiting, no hassle. Cabbage is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and is a Forbes Top 100 company. Go to Cabbage.com. That's Cabbage with a K. K K-A-B-B-A-G-E. Or call 888-CABBAGE. I just feel like something's missing. I know. What we had was so big. And warm. And bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun. No sun? No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins. Now our highest level of D3 ever. If your computer is running slow, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com. That's MyCleanPC.com. Want clearer skin? For just $19.95, get proactive. And a rotating deep cleansing brush, a $45 value free. Get clear and stay clear, or your money back. Try proactive. Call 1-800-644-5944. 1-800-644-5944. We are friends. We are sisters. We are daughters. We are stronger together. Meet a We Rafiki bracelets are handmade with love by women in Africa. 
providing employment and empowerment. Wear your passion for changing the world at we.org. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Another reminder, Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. And get a local or toll-free number, or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com. We're also brought to you, as you should know by now, by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. It's always good to hear from John Zarneski. And of course, uh, we're going to see him in a couple weeks out in San Francisco. But as we pointed out, you're already seeing the Rams in Los Angeles. Um, teams taking deposits this week for season tickets. Uh, and I don't know if you noticed, Goose, but if you're on Twitter and you hit St. Louis Rams, you hit at St. Louis Rams, uh, nothing comes up. Now it's at L.A. Rams. You know, I wonder how Kurt Warner, Orlando Pace, Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, and Torrey Holt, the players who made their mark as Rams in St. Louis, feel about this move. Yeah, I guess we should have asked Orlando Pace last week. Oh, that's right. It wasn't done when we had him on, but... I can't imagine they're too happy. Anyway, it's official. Um, and to celebrate or maybe to acknowledge the Rams going back to the West Coast, um, I want to go around the table here and find out which you guys remember most about their first stay. I don't care what's the Coliseum, the Big A, whatever, a game, a play, a player, you name it. So, Goose, what's in that Rams time capsule of yours that we're going to dig up in Manhattan Beach? How about a block of frustration? You know, I go back to the 60s when the ram horns and the helmets were white. There was a three-year window from 67 white. to 69 wow. when George Allen was the coach. The Rams posted a 32-6-3 record but never even got to the NFL title game. In 67, it was Lombardi Packers standing in the way. 68, the Don Shula Colts. 69, the Bud Grant Vikings, all Hall of Famers. But those are great L.A. teams with great players. Roman Gabriel, Jack Snow, Tom Mack, Merlin Olsen, Deacon Jones, Maxie Bond, Eddie Metter, but he had nothing to show for it, which is probably the reason they left. Yeah, I would guess. Uh, Ron, hey, I, Goose, I, I would... Clark, you know, you, you guys, you forgot the most famous guy of all from those teams. The Catawba Claw, Bucky Pope. Bucky the Pope. Catawba Bucky Claw. Pope. Oh, I love Bucky Pope. <laughs> what a great nickname. Yeah, yeah, it is good. Hey, Ron, uh, yes, I, I tell you, if we're going to uh, look for a capsule of yours, my guess is we probably don't look in Manhattan Beach. We go up the road to El Segundo, exactly formerly right. the home of the Los Angeles Raiders. But I'm not going to ask you about the Raiders. What do you remember most about the L.A. Rams? Well, you know, the, the thing I remember most was talking to Jack Youngblood. Eric Dickerson was a rookie. And Jack Youngblood was sitting at his locker with a broken leg. And the playoffs <laughs> started the next week. And, you know, he was kind of pulling his stuff on it. I said, what are you doing? Got to practice. So you got to practice. You got a broken leg. He said the playoffs are next week. And I remember I was a young guy, and I remember thinking these guys are a little different than the rest of us. You know, we get a headache. <laughs> they just can't make it. This guy's gonna play in a football game at defensive end with a broken leg. Never, never will forget it. Broken leg. Should have been a hockey player. Should have been. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't even have mentioned he had lower a lower body. Leg. Injury. <laughs> That's right. Lower body injury. How do they get away with that? I don't get it. Um, I, I, I'll tell you. You you talk about players. What I remember most was a game. And it was December 9th, 1967. It was at the Coliseum. And at that time, that was the home of the Rams. And I remember it because I was a diehard Colts fan, a diehard Johnny Unitas fan. And the Rams were 9-1-2 and two at that time. Uh, and they were just behind the Colts, who were 
10-0 in two in something they called the Coastal Division. The Coastal on one coast and the Rams on the other coast, but they're somehow in the Coastal Division. Um, anyway, um, the Rams were about to play the Green Bay Packers, and, and a loss would mean the Colts could clinch a division title. And it was a Saturday evening. I'll never forget watching because it, it was sunlight there. And it was dark where we were, and the, the, the Rams were... Uh, behind 24-20, and there was, I think, just under a minute left. And I go, oh, great, the Packers, they're not that good because they were fading down the stretch goes, as you remember. Um, but they got stopped in the end, and they had to punt the ball from their own 27. And they said, the only thing that can happen is a block here. And I guess you know what happened. Donnie Anderson's kick, yeah, it was blocked by a guy named Tony Guillory. And the Rams went on to win a five, on a five-yard Roman Gabriel pass. And you mentioned him, Goose, great quarterback, the Bernie Casey. Uh, I never forgot that guy, Tony Guillory. Guillory rhymes with crushing defeat. <laughs> um, the Rams crushed Baltimore the following week, which meant the two teams would finish 11-1-2. So what? So it resulted in the first tiebreaker in league history. And guess who won? And it wasn't Baltimore. <laughs> you know, the problem we have here is the Rams left, a without a, left L.A. without a quarterback, and they returned now 22 years later without a quarterback. <laughs> you know, if this franchise succeeded, second goal around, the Rams are going to need to develop a star quarterback. The city has seen its share of Pat Hayden's, Dieter Brock's, Vince Ferragamo's and Jim Everett's. For the Rams to succeed, they need a quarterback to be the face of the franchise, and they, they need their own Magic Johnson, Wayne Gretzky, or Clayton Kershaw. Uh, I don't see one on that roster, Goose, so what do they do? Draft one. Pray, pray. Yeah, pray, pray. <laughs> hey, Goose, you know, I mentioned that game in, um, in L.A. I know you're a Motown fan and a Soul fan. The other thing that was notable about that weekend, the following day, December 10th, 1967, do you have any idea what happened? December Otis 10th. Redding, he died in a plane crash in Wisconsin. Sitting on a doctor's bay. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, anyway, um, you know, I said we were going to go to Rick's special teams report, and, and I want to get to that special teams report. Um, each year, uh, Rick Goslin ranks the NFL special teams from 1st to 32nd in the Dallas Morning News in an analysis that's really so complete. The teams are all over and forth. They're calling. They want to see it. They want it mailed to them, uh, facts, whatever. Uh, Goose, you ran it last weekend. I saw it. Give people a little background, if you will, how it's done and what it means, and, and tell them who were the winners and losers this year. Well, in 1980, when I was covering the Kansas City Chiefs, there were about a half a dozen special teams coaches in the league. It wasn't even a standard position. Frank Gans was one of them with the Chiefs, and he devised a statistical comparison that could evaluate how the Chiefs compared special teams-wise with the other teams in the league. He had 14 categories, the basics, punting, kicking, punt coverage, kick coverage, just a lot of the essentials. He gave me that formula, and every year since 1980, I've done the annual stats ranking the NFL special teams. I've also expanded the system to include eight new categories, including giveaways and takeaways, block kicks, forward against, and penalties. Now, this year, the Baltimore Ravens finished with the NFL's best special teams, and that shouldn't be a surprise. Now, Ravens coach John Harbaugh, his NFL background is on special teams, and he places a premium on the kicking game. Another who coach who places a great premium on special teams is Bill Belichick. The Patriots finished first in 2010 and 2013 in special teams and 10th in 2015. When he was head coach of Cleveland in the early 90s, the Browns fielded the NFL's best special teams in 1994. This guy gets it. You may not win a lot of games on special teams, but bad special teams can make you lose a game in an instant. Yeah, I know. You keep telling me how great their special teams are. I think they stink, but that's all right. I'll take you with <laughs> It's funny, though, you know, because, Goose, when you sort of do it and you crunch these numbers, I think it's usually almost every year enlightening uh, because you, 
you know, you get, as the three of us do, you watch all these teams and you think, well, these guys aren't that good at kick returns or punt returns or whatever it might be. But then when you look at the thoroughness of your report and, and you know, you say, geez, you know, maybe so. Maybe he's right. And, and you also see that how what happens when one or two uh, players disappear from, from somebody's special teams because they, you know, sign a deal someplace else so they get hurt. Uh, you see a team that was – uh, Bobby April was one of the really top special teams coaches, right. except when he didn't have good players. Yeah, it's all, his it's team was terrible. It's all and, about the commitment the team makes, the head coach makes. Commitment to practice time, commitment to players. I remember one year John Harbaugh had led the, the league in special teams. The next year he, they had an awful first month. Andy Reid came in and said, John, what's going on? He said, what's going on? You got rid of four of my best cover guys. You, we got a new punter here. You give me a whole new cast. Right, that's you right. You got to make a commitment to the personnel. Hey, hey, Goose, I, I want to ask you, I mean, you, you said, you know, uh, bad special teams play. That can really kill you, can compromise you. I, I saw the report. I saw where Arizona and Carolina ranked. Are you surprised? I mean, they're not near the head of the class. They're near the bottom. And, and what does it mean when they can overcome those poor special teams, really, to, to go to the head of the class? Well, there are always aberrations. Uh, the Saints and Packers won consecutive Super Bowls in 2009 and 2010 with special teams that both ranked 29th. But the last three Super Bowl champions finished in the top 10. In three of New England's four Super Bowls, Patriots finished in the top five in special teams. You know, if Bill Belichick is doing something right, it's, it's something the other teams ought to be copying. And what this says about Carolina and Arizona is, if you got a franchise quarterback, he can erase a lot of mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ron always tells us that Bill Belichick's doing something right. Goose, quickly, though, tell people where Arizona and Carolina ranked in your stats. Uh, at the very bottom, near the bottom, yeah. in the bottom five. Okay. Well, I see Derek is waving his hands. So it must mean we're going to commercial. Up next, more Brady Manning. Can't get enough Brady Manning with author Gary Myers, who has a book about, well, guess what? Brady and Manning. Talk about perfect timing. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Spend time across this country and you start to see there are no local stories. You pull at the threads of some local headline, turns out there's almost always something bigger. What you see from your own front porch sometimes turns out to be not just your story, not just a story, but the story of all of us in this country at this moment in time. The Rachel Maddow Show, covering America one story at a time. Weeknights at 9 Eastern on MSNBC. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Call Quicken Loans now to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for six years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit quickenloans.com. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equalizing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, 
The family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at SimpleGreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Well, our next guest is no stranger. We've had Hall of Fame voter Gary Myers on here before to talk about his latest book, Brady Manning, The Untold Story of the Rivalry that Transformed the NFL. Except I guess the story no longer is untold. Gary did a terrific job with it. He's back to go a little deeper into the rivalry that's in its 17th act this weekend. Gary, first of all, you go into a second or third printing of this book now that these guys have agreed to your request to play one more time? I'm, I'm hoping that happens, Clark. Uh, I'm sure sales this week will pick up. and It, it was very nice of them each win last weekend. Hey, Gary, which of the two quarterbacks will have a greater height of anxiety heading into this game? Um, you know, Goose, I, I think it's probably Peyton because the way I look at it, you know, this is probably, you know, last call for him. And, you know, he pales in comparison to Tom, you know, both in the rivalry, trailing 11-5, to five, and then, you know, the Super Bowl rings, which is how I judge quarterbacks, down 4-1. to one. Obviously, it's insurmountable lead. But if he, if he was able to win this game, it would mean three straight AFC championship games that he's beaten Brady. And then if for some reason or somehow he goes on to win the Super Bowl, I think the narrative changes on his career from just being maybe the best regular season quarterback in NFL history to at least moving up a couple of spots to get to Brady as, as maybe the all-time best quarterback. Did he indicate to you at all, Gary, when, when you sat down and talked to him, that he feels this sort of uh, weight of history or this sort of pressure of there's this other guy and, and the perception is that the other guy always got the best of him, even though that's not necessarily the case. You know, Ryan, you know, you know, you know Peyton, and um, if he's feeling that, he's not going to verbalize that. Mm-hmm. Now, in talking to people around him, I certainly got that impression that you know, he's absolutely well aware of where he stands, uh, both in history with Brady and in this particular rivalry. And as much as they each can say, you know, uh, you know, Brady says I'm playing against the Denver defense and Peyton against the Belichick defense, and, you know, we get high, tired of hearing those cliches. I really think that deep down they are very much in tune with um, how they're perceived, you know, relative to this rivalry. And that's why I, I think that Peyton has so much more pressure. I'm not going to say at all that Brady's playing with house money, but – you know, he's got four rings. He's trying to win it back-to-back for the second time. And and Peyton is just trying to win his second, which I think would elevate him somewhat because there's so many guys that have won one. So if he can get that second one, I think it would change the way people, you know, view his career. We're with Hall of Fame voter Gary Myers of the New York Daily News and author of Brady Manning, The Untold Story of the Rivalry that Transformed the NFL. And Gary, we had Hall of Fame 70 finalist and cornerback Ty Law on this show earlier. And Ty, of course, not only played with Tom Brady, but he ended his career, ironically, in Denver. And we asked him which of these two quarterbacks he would less like to face. And here's what he said. I would say Tom Brady simply because Tom Brady is going to pick and choose, and he probably wouldn't throw at me. Once you pick Tom off, he's going to leave you alone. (laughs) He's going to go the other way. So I I would say Tom Brady because Peyton has that type of confidence. He's going to keep coming back at you, and you get the opportunity to make some plays. Gary, does that surprise you? Well, you know, in, in talk, so he's saying that he'd, he'd like to face Tom less than, than Peyton? Yeah, that, yeah, that's correct. 
Well, you know, I did I did a chapter on that basically where I phrased the question to a lot of people: two minutes to go in a tie game, which guy do you fear more? And it was almost unanimous that they feared Brady more because um, they, they felt that when in the clutch situations that you know he he was calmer and that um, he seemed more control of the situation, had a better uh, track record in big games of playing well in the final couple of minutes. You know, obviously we saw that in his first Super Bowl against the Rams where, you know, the biggest games have not been the best for Peyton, you know, going back to his days of Tennessee. And um, so, you know, I was talking to Michael Strahan about that. And, he, you know, obviously he loves them both. But he, he said that, you know, given that choice, he'd much rather face Peyton in that situation than Brady. Okay, just a couple seconds here. Which of the two quarterbacks was easiest to deal with? It wasn't even close, Goose. Um, and this is probably contrary to the public perception, but Tom was extremely cooperative with me, uh, very forthcoming and personable. And we were able to email a few times after the initial interview. I met with him a second time where with Peyton, it was really a struggle to get him to agree to do it. Once I got him to uh, consent to being interviewed, he was terrific. But um, this was not something he, he agreed to you know, initially, he had to be talked into it. Patrick Smythe, the, the Broncos PR guy, who was, who was a really good at his job, uh, told Peyton that I had already interviewed Brady and that he couldn't let, you know, Brady's voice stand alone in this book, so Peyton agreed to do it. Yeah, I'm sure you heard that two-minute drill and two-minute warning. That's it. Means like uh, Denver, we got to run. So thanks for joining us again. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> so. Take care, guys. Thanks for having me on. Sell those books. Sell those books. <laughs> that was Hall of Fame voter Gary Myers, author of Brady Manning. And this, this is the two-minute drill where I ask, Rick and Ron answer. So let's get to it, guys. El Nino, El Chapo, El Segundo, or El McPherson? El Segundo, the old Raiders facility was once the high school of baseball Hall of Famer George Brett. I love me Segundo, but El McPherson, she stood the test of time. When Hugh Jackson says, quote, it's my opinion we need a quarterback, unquote, what's the message for Johnny Vegas? His future is not in Ohio. As they would say on Hogan's Heroes, your papers are not in order. <laughs> Ron Rivera is banning hoverboards from the Carolina facility. Like it or loathe it? Like it. The only wheels the Panthers need to ride are those of Cam Newton. Love it. Is he running a football team or a middle school? Seven head coaching hires, seven offensive coaches. What does that tell you? NFL owners are more interested in entertainment than championships. Owners own. They should not be allowed to make decisions. Mike McCarthy tells Eddie Lacy, shape up or ship out. So which will it be? If Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, you'd better shape up. Forget it, Goose. Ship out. Free food on most cruises. Juan Rivera, Mariano Rivera, or the French Riviera? Bombo Rivera. French Riviera, warmer and friendlier. John Gruden or Jay Gruden? Jay Gruden. He doesn't need Tony Dungy's team to win. Gruden Grinder with extra peppers. PSIs or PSLs? It's all about the PSLs in Los Angeles, not the PSIs. PSIs, at least the NFL admits they're overinflated. Larry Fitzgerald, Hall of Fame or Hall of Very Good? He's like Lynn Swan and Drew Pearson. He makes the big catches in big games, but Swan is enshrined. Pearson isn't. Top 10 in everything by the time he's done. If he's not Hall of Fame, why do you have a Hall of Fame?
We'd like to thank Kevin Green, John Zarneski, and Gary Myers for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you want to catch this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or listen to us on iTunes. Otherwise, you can find us at this time, on this station, and on this day next week. We'll look for you then. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico.com. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Call Quicken Loans now to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for six years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit quickenloans.com. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender, license in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hi, you've reached Burger King. To leave a message, press 1. Hey, Burger King, it's Mike calling again. I called a billion times about the burgers and the chicken and the flame grilling. My big idea, call me back. I'm here at home. Michael, didn't we talk about you trying the new flame grilled chicken burger from Burger King? A savory flame grilled chicken patty topped with veggies on a toasted bun. Now just two for five dollars. Or mix and match with another delicious sandwich part of the two for five dollar deal. The new flame grilled chicken burger, only at Burger King. Limited time only, price and participation vary. We are water. We are education. We are health. We are stronger together. Meet a We Rafiki bracelets are handmade with love by women in Africa, providing employment and empowerment. Wear your passion for changing the world at we.org. Do you freak out every time you break out? Try Proactive. There's a huge reason Proactive is the number one acne treatment. It totally works. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944.